So a manhunt happening in Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan after heinous crimes over the weekend committed. It's the greatest, biggest stabbing massacre in Canadian history. Horrifying stuff to wake up to, to find out about, to know that there's still someone on the loose who it looks like did this. Well, let's ask an expert about manhunts, who was a former U.S. Marshal, U.S. Secret Service agent, what that's like tracking somebody, what the public needs to know, whether or not you're safer in major cities or way out in the wilderness. We talk to him right now on Toronto Today. We got a, a, a serious manhunt going on in Canada right now. I don't think it's right in our midst. Uh, obviously, things would change if someone said, well, um, the, the suspect at large is now believed to be in Ontario or the GTA. You know you'd have a different feeling in, your, in, your, in the middle of your chest, and you'd start thinking more logically about it. Uh, we know that that would end up being the case. It's one of those scenarios where now there's one and not two. So the factor about them, them being split up is um, it's it's amazing to me to think about when we a lot of comparisons to the recent Boston Marathon and the manhunt there after uh, the bombings there. Uh, Rhonda Blackmore is uh, assistant commissioner with the RCMP. She documents how this has gone from a manhunt of two to a manhunt of one with the death of the one brother. Deceased is Damien Sanderson. His body was located outdoors in a heavily grassed area in proximity to a house that was being examined. We can confirm he has visible injuries. These injuries are not believed to be self-inflicted at this point. The exact cause of death will be determined in conjunction with the Saskatchewan Coroner's Office with the date and time for that examination to be determined. So this has so many complexities to it. I want to bring on somebody who knows how this works incredibly well. He's a retired U.S. Secret Service agent and a U.S. Marshal as well. Lenny DePaul is our guest on Toronto Today. Lenny, thanks for letting us track you down and for making the time for our audience today. We appreciate it. Well, good morning, Greg. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I've been on radio a while. I remember the D.C. Snipers manhunt. I remember that one really well. And obviously the Boston Marathon bombings. I wouldn't say we're strangers to this uh, in Canada, but times have also changed. What is the best current way to let the most people possible know that there's a manhunt going on in their community and people should be aware of it? Well, yeah, I mean, I was actually there for both the DC sniper mm -hmm. and the Boston bomber uh, hunted violent fugitives for three decades. So with respect to the, the public and, and of course, remaining vigilant, um, you know, it's, he's not only sleeping with one eye open, but I'm sure the public is as well. And rightfully so. He's a dangerous, he's a dangerous guy. Um, you know, but, but certainly it's not, a, it's not no tunnel vision anymore, Greg. It's a 360 world out there. Uh, you see something, say something and do something, you know, at night, leave your lights on. You got, you got a dog, leave her out back. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. these, you got to have that mindset because uh, he is a dangerous fugitive. He's gone dark. He's off the grid. Uh, not a small guy, right? Six yeah. foot one, 140 pounds, uh, you know, so. It, it feels like it's changed as well. You you think about even the remake when, when Harrison Ford was the fugitive in 1993 and his face is on newspapers. Well, well, newspapers aren't as prominent anymore and nobody had cell phones running around uh, back then where we, we were just staring at our phones the whole time. So I think about that and, uh, and, and I wonder, even in a big city, Lenny, if this were Toronto and and this person was on the loose, 
Would mayors and, and police chiefs say just to stay home? Would transit be changed? Would would work be changed? What would happen in a major city similar to what, what Boston? Boston was kind of locked down for a couple of days when the marathon bombers were on the loose. Well, absolutely right. I mean, the city, you know, would be in a lockdown. I mean, you're you're talking about, you know, a guy that has already allegedly uh, killed 10 people. Um, he, he's extremely dangerous. But you have to, you know, you have to take into consideration, too. It's not, uh, you know, the public, like I said, has to remain vigilant. But they also, uh, you know, they're, they're looking themselves. I mean, they have mm. to they have to be careful with this guy. If they do see him, you know, you, you, you want to call 911. I mean, the D.C. snipers, social media, you guys are doing a great job. I mean, social media is fired up. His photos plastered everywhere. Uh, I'm not sure if there's reward money out there, but we know the streets do talk. Um, so people are 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 going to, you know, they're looking for him uh, as well. And I think the public is going to come into play here, um, you know, with respect to how this guy is going to get captured. But law enforcement's doing their thing. I'm sure they have the appropriate assets uh, from night vision to, you know, thermal imaging, uh, canine. I'm sure bloodhounds are out there. Uh, and, and hopefully they find this guy sooner than later. Lenny DePaul is our guest, retired U.S. Secret Service, uh, U.S. Marshal as well. Is the idea to dissuade uh, from having large events? And I asked that because there was a CFL game in Regina yesterday or Sunday, rather, uh, against Winnipeg at Mosaic Stadium. Thirty three thousand people attended. Police already know two people are on the loose in that area. Like we again, we go back to Boston. My recollection is they scrubbed Red Sox games for a couple days. I I don't know. Should big events be happening in places where someone so dangerous is on the loose? I mean, right now, I think at this juncture, Greg, he's you know, human instincts have turned into animal instincts. He's he could be injured, uh, you know, possibly from what I'm hearing. Uh, so mm. you know, he's a wounded animal. I mean, he's you know, he's desperate. Uh, once he gets cornered, once they, you know, the news starts tightening on this guy, uh, is it suicide by cop? Is he going to, did he get his hands on a, on a handgun? I mean, that's, you know, it's anyone's guess at this point, but uh, I meant to answer your question. I, you know, I think life should go on. I, he, <laughs> I hate to sound funny about this, but the best case scenario would be for him to walk into a stadium mm. uh, and say, you know, tell every 30,000 people here I am. I don't think he's going to, he's going to make out too well. Lenny, do you think it is is it patently easier? That's data. I love data. Does data tell us it's easier to catch somebody like this with a uh, with an online footprint, with cell phone tracking, with GPS than it was thirty years ago? Could someone just fade into oblivion three decades ago, and it'd be harder to it'd be it's just harder to do now? It's very hard to do. I always say you can run, but you can't hide. When you run, you only go to jail tired, Greg. Um, you know, digital footprints. Uh, you know, extremely important. Historically, who did these two people talk to? Was this premeditated? You know, we called who's who in the zoo. I mean, they're looking at everybody. They're tur turning their trusted circle of friends upside down. You know, where are the provisions coming from? Is somebody helping this guy? Um, you know, these are a lot of what ifs, but I'm sure law enforcement has the answers uh, uh, to all these questions. But they're putting that puzzle together, connecting the dots. And, and like I said, I hope this goes down without incident. I hope it does, too. It, but it does remind me, and I think you nailed it with with modern technology. Now, either a people can't help themselves. They're, they're going to make a mistake on a cell phone they're, or they're going to be brazen and tweet something out. I know one of the um, one of the Boston Marathon bombers did that and, and that helped. 
But I think about, you know, for those people that are obsessed with true crime, some of the stuff from the 70s and 80s, right? Um, you know, Summer of Sam in New York City, the Zodiac Killer. They, it, did they, not, they just got the Golden State Killer five years ago. His crimes were, were 40 years in the rearview mirror and they finally caught him. So these things took time back in the 70s and 80s. Oh, absolutely. But now fast forward with the technology, science, DNA. I mean, they're yeah. they're solving a lot of unsolved uh, crimes, cold cases uh, from years ago. But, uh, uh, you know, like I said, look, look at Osama bin Laden, how he was captured. Mm-hmm. His courier ended up jumping on a cell phone and there was a cellular intercept. And uh, we all know how that ended up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. It is really tough to stay on the run anymore. You know, so throw away phones, burners, whatever you want to call them. You know, folks like us, the U.S. Marshals, we work well with the Toronto fugitive uh, folks up there. You know, we're way ahead of the curve on uh, on this stuff, and thankfully so. And, of course, you know, the bad guys got access to it, too. So uh, give them an E for effort, I guess. Lenny, how how did you manage it? How did it manifest itself from, from head to toe in you? Did you get to a point where your hand didn't shake, your heart rate didn't go up, or is that just – that's, again, animal instinct for you when you're the hunter, not the hunted – it's you're, you're going to feel that same level of, of, of adrenaline that a, that a rock star feels an athlete feels. What was it like? Never, never got, never let my guard down. <laughs> I mean, to answer your question, I hunted violent fugitives, terrorists, murderers, rapists for, for three decades. And we were global. I ran a task force, the largest of its kind in the world post nine 11 here in New York and New Jersey. So, you know, the specific mandate mm. from Congress was to target dangerous, violent felony fugitives. And that's what we did. And we average, Greg, anywhere from 100 to 110 arrests a week just in my region alone. And every one of them averaged anywhere from six to eight prior arrests. So, you know, we were we were uh, we were tracking some pretty violent people and trying to make the communities a safer place to live. Well, uh, we hope you're right. And uh, and and we certainly yeah, the instinct is there that that this can't go on much longer. Uh, It's only been a couple days. I'd be shocked if it lasts the whole week. Lenny, thanks for your expertise today. I hope we could check in again sometime. You're a great guest. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg. Awesome. Lenny DePaul, retired U.S. Secret Service and U.S. Marshal.